What's good? What's good? We are back. It feels so great to be back, don't it, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> His ass even in the room. Where you at, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, like, the wrong place. He's like, I'm opening, I'm opening up a little differently. I get it. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. I'm right. here. Welcome, welcome back to Stand Up Podcast. I'm your boy, Danny Royce, and I am joined by Big Mike. What's up? What's up, y'all? Michael Houston here. Joined by the lovely Miss I Heard It Was. Hey, come on, you better go ahead. All right, well, let's look more of that later on. We got a limited time going on here. All right, please welcome singer, songwriter, actor, all around badass bitch. What's good, Holly? Hallelujah, Johnson in the house. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm gonna need you to introduce me like that everywhere. I all go. the time. I'll like be right that. there. I'll be right there. I got you. <laughs> What's going on? How's your day going? Well, uh, I saved a bird. Mm-hmm. That was nice. That was dope. Yeah. Saved a saved a little pigeon in there. Yeah, he was he was hurt. Why he was taken out? Because he was taken out. He was like. What's that got to do with you? The, what? Why you? I was just showing how the pigeon was. Oh, okay. So how they can understand how bad it was. I thought you were was. trying to attack me. I'm uh, like, no, no, no. I know jujitsu. Why would I attack you? I don't know. Maybe hug you, but all right. So go back to the pigeon. Okay. Say the pigeon today. <laughs> we we might get off of track a couple times. It's Love okay. It. Yeah, so I saved this pigeon. Um, yeah. He was lying down on concrete, and his like, I don't think this really matters. I picked him up. <laughs> I picked him up. I put him in the corner, and I said, "There, there, sad, scared baby bird." And he's probably gone by now, but you know, rest in peace. Right. I, I don't know if he's up. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Right. We gonna name him Charlie. Charlie. Uh, who knows what kind of life Charlie led? But rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the interview. Back to the interview. <laughs> no, so uh, I want to get uh, first off. Thank you so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. And I want to get into uh, how you started your singing journey. Mm. Um, and then we're going to lead see what led you to American Idol. But how did you start off with that? Well, singing for me was actually a complete and utter accident. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't plan it. Um, I, I certainly wasn't thinking about it. It's just something that kind of happened for me. Uh, my first instrument was the cello. And I started playing when I was around eight. And then when I got into middle school, I was looking for um, an, any type of orchestral type of elective, but that school I got transferred to didn't have that. All they had was band and like science stuff, and I was oh, I don't want that. So I waited till the last minute, till there was literally hardly any electives left, mm. and I ended up just picking voice because it was better than going into some sort of science elective. Okay, so electives. I chose this voice elective because it was better than going into science. Not that I have a problem with science, but I just didn't want to spend my free time learning it. I got into the voice class and the choir director discovered that I could sing. I discovered it too. I had no (laughs) idea. I started singing first soprano and um, I, I was really good at it. And I just, I honestly had a good time. It was a nice escape just from life and everything in general and he ended up training me more privately and everything just kind of moved along from there a lot of bumps along the way yeah. a lot of figuring mm. out along the way but boom here i am hey you are mm-hmm. Jeez. so soprano mm-hmm. <laughs> so then from soprano to where you at now 
Are you still a soprano? Are you still? No, actually, yeah. I'm not. And uh-huh. that that has a really funny story too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually not funny. It's kind of tragic. It, it changed my entire life and mm-hmm. the anatomy of my voice. Right. But right. but no, I I no longer sing soprano. But I can hit some of those notes. Let, yeah. Let's get into that too, also, because mm-hmm. I know um, about the history, mm-hmm. of it, and I want you to share it because it shows resilience. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you would share a little bit about what happened with you. Yeah, so like I said, getting into music and, and singing, it was it was an accident. It mm-hmm. was just something I did to kind of put together time, um, but it turned out to be something I was really passionate about. However, because of my height and because of uh, uh, the fact that I wanted to basically focus a lot on my academics, mm-hmm. I decided to drop out of music when I got into my, after my first year of high school. Mm-hmm. And instead, I just focused on sports. However, it was really difficult at home, and I ended up becoming homeless. And I was no longer able to keep up with any of my studies. And I was mm-hmm. dealing with a lot of um, a lot of bullying at the school that I was with because of some scandals that occurred outside of my family, but mm-hmm. it still affected me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ended up having to just leave the city, but I was bouncing around in, in like cars and friends' homes. I was, I think I was about 15 mm-hmm. and I was really sick. And that went on until the age of about 16, 17. I had an ovarian issue and I mm-hmm. had to be on a lot of medication to get like my ovaries working again. Uh, So I got better after that and I had no plans and no intention of getting into music or even Mm -hmm. touching it whatsoever. Uh, But it just so happened that one day I was at the uh, San Pedro YMCA in in San Pedro, California. And uh, there was a man who was behind the front desk who was playing guitar. Mm. And I was really just curious i was extremely shy by the way like this person i am now has nothing to do with that person back then i was shy like don't look at me back in the way and uh, he noticed that i would just watch him all the time Mm -hmm. and he said hey come here and i was like "Mm -hmm. Ah, i don't know and he said yeah come here so i went over to him and uh, he said, do you play? And I went, no, I used to play the cello when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I used to sing a little bit here and there, but no, nothing, nothing that mm-hmm. serious. And he said, well, why don't you sing something right now? And I went, ah, I don't want to, I'm too scared. This is so many people, are, no, no, mm-hmm. no. And so we kind of started out slowly and every day he would encourage me to sing something until finally I did. Mm -hmm. And then it just turned into a regular thing. I was giving like impromptu little concerts in the hallway of this YMCA. And thankfully they loved me so much that (laughs) nobody complained. And I was able to do it all the time. It Mm -hmm. just, it was such a home vibe and it really brought me out of my shell. I Mm -hmm. asked him to teach me how to play. And he said, no, figure it out. Mm. He taught me one chord, which was an E minor. Mm. And then after that, I just figured it out on my own. (laughs) And eventually I started playing and singing at the same time. I joined a a music program where I could really learn how to advance myself and have mentors and different resources. Turned out it was the best thing I could have ever done for myself. And um, it it just kind of moved from there, but then I got sick again. Mm. Um, This one was different though. It was a stomach condition. Basically my stomach was overproducing acid, like that stuff you need to digest food. Um, Some people experience it here and there as heartburn, but mine was constant and it was a lot. 
uh, I was in and out of hospitals for it, and it was actually caused an onset of cancer in my throat. I had a, a lot of trouble speaking, um, mm. and every day I just I did the best I could. Like mm. I still performed here and there. I still networked, and I just used whatever energy I could to do that. And then the rest of the time I was just at home in pain. It really. It was really daunting. Yeah. And I finally got approved for a surgery because I found out that I also had a hiatal hernia, which mm. basically meant for me that my stomach was sitting in my diaphragm. And that's why I was having breathing problems as well for a mm. while. So I finally got the surgery. Um, it actually was botched. It was really badly done. Um, I didn't file for malpractice because I didn't know shit back right. then. Mm. But it was really badly done and it actually caused a rupture in my um, stomach area. Mm. So they had to wait a year for approval to go back in and do it. And in the meantime, I had to kind of quit school because um, I was in college. Um, everything I was doing was really just put on hold. I was mm. living off of my mother. I had to sleep in an upward position like I'm sitting right now on a couch for about a year and a half because even laying down was painful. It was causing things to move in places. Right. So I lost a lot of um, usage of my voice. Mm. I, I could barely talk. I had to go to speech therapy to learn how to use vowels again. Mm. Um, I had to give my voice and my throat time to fully heal. Doctors told me that I would never sing again um, mm. or I would always have trouble singing or it would be a bad idea for me to sing. And I had about five or six different opinions. Um, honestly, whether we want to call it God, universe, whoever, uh, something just happened and it worked. Mm, mm. I, and I can't even say it's because I didn't give up. That's not true. Yeah. I, I wanted to die inside. I was frustrated. I was angry. I, mm. I felt like I felt like nothing I did mattered. Right. I tried mm. so hard to exist, but mm. that kept happening. So I wanted to just be done. But I, like I said, I guess there was other plans for me. Mm, right. And on my last visit to the hospital to basically check everything, they found all the scar tissue I cleared up miraculously. And here I am. There you are. <laughs> and that led you to American Idol. Yeah, actually, they yeah. caught wave of my story because after my last surgery, I decided I just I really had to pursue my life. I, I saw someone um die in front of me and because mm. they got hit by a car mm. and i was the one who was standing next to them and the car almost hit me but it hit her instead and her mm. life was taken mm. and after that moment i just decided i can't do this anymore i can't live for some sort of of thing or entity that that doesn't make any sense i need to see what i'm made of so i I met this um, this NASCAR or retired NASCAR pit stop uh, mechanic, and he helped me fix up this '96 Nissan Pathfinder in exchange for beers and conversation. I took the money I had left that I was supposed to use to pay off my medical bills, mm. and I just decided to do a self tour. And I traveled around the country for about about eight months, thirty states. Did a lot of cool stuff, performed a lot of venues, mm. met a lot of great people, connections. And when I got back, that's when I was being contacted by American Idol because apparently like wave of my story and my experience got around and here I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that experience, uh, real quick, American Idol. So yeah. you're actually going to perform the song later on that, you, that got mm -hmm. you, American Idol. But what, what would you say was your... Um, 
your best experience, like your best memory? My best quick. memory on American Idol would have to have been the day that I found out that I was booked on the show. Mm. I, I wasn't, like I said, even looking for it. I wasn't expecting it. I even turned it down when they initially offered it to me because I didn't want to get involved. I just didn't want to do it. So when I ended up doing the show and they gave me a call, I was on a hike all the way up in Orange County, California, like deep in the woods. Right. Mm. And I found the voicemail, like it populated <laughs> on my phone an hour later. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, what? And I jumped up in town. It was so cool. And after that, things just really moved from there. It was really cool. Yeah, that's what's up. That's great. Thing. That's inspiring, motivating, mm -hmm. uh, shows resilience perseverance mm -hmm. but you know you always want to go anyway gemini gang all right gemini now playing air signs air signs but how has yeah, um so since your cancer scare and now you're in a healthier place vegan you are super health conscious how has that transformed your life other than the obvious like not, spiritually you're not like, supposed to tell people about that what why people can't know i'm vegan uh, no. oh They're my god think i'm soft <laughs> i'm sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding um so uh, what you're asking me is like how did all these changes affect me like mentally emotionally spiritually all and even it? as an artist singer it's mm. it affected everything mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. i i decided to become vegan because it, it, honestly it wasn't to save the environment right. and i wish it was mm -hmm. i wish i had some valiant reason but really i got out of my first relationship mm -hmm. and i was disappointed in myself and how um how i showed up mm -hmm. and how i one treated the person and two how poorly I felt about myself. Mm. So I took that breakup as a movement within me to just be better wow. and do better for myself. And that led me down to veganism mm. because I realized a lot of the health issues that I was having just on a personal level mm -hmm. could possibly be solved if I do this. And it wouldn't hurt to try. Right. So at first I did pescatarian um, mm. and that lasted for a bit, but then I realized I can just go full vegan and plant-based since then. And it's, I realized making one decision in my life had an entire ripple effect because it changed the type of people that I would hang out with. Mm. It changed the type of food I would buy, which means the places I would go mm. and how much money I was spending. Mm. It literally changed every decision along the way. I did start to become a lot more health conscious mm. and, and also um, earth conscious too. It's not like I was, you know, throwing litter on the street, <laughs> right, 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 but right. now I'm, I'm actually taking effort and time to learn about my impact on the planet. So it turned out to be a huge blessing for me. And right. then mentally and emotionally and spiritually as well. Ooh, absolutely. Yeah. The amount of inner work that I've done uh, to exist right now as Hallelujah, the singer, and also just me as a person is, is led up to that moment of me just making one decision. Mm. Yeah. Damn. That's dope. I love that. So give me three words that describes you as an artist. Three words that describe me as an artist. Un um. <laughs> that. <laughs> one more time, one more time. I was thinking, I was like, yeah, let's go. Okay. Three words that describe me as an artist. Authentic. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, powerful. Mm. 
and unexpected. Yes. Love it. Gemini, truly unexpected. Unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> be boring. Who's going to show up? Just <laughs> predicting something. It'd be boring. All right. So, um, but how's the, how's the acting side going as well? Because I know you've been auditioning and yeah. tearing it up. So, talk to us a little bit about that. And then, uh, what do you plan to to complete in the future? You got any upcoming projects? I will definitely let you know about that. So acting, that that happened through the whole music and mm -hmm. doing that. It's so cool how that worked together. I've been spending the last uh, few years studying and learning because I didn't want to just walk into anything and act all privileged just because I'd done this and that. I wanted to really study the craft. Yeah. And I ended up falling in love with, with doing acting. It, it's, it's such an outlet and mm -hmm. such a connection to me and, and those around me. Mm -hmm. Uh, so since I've been doing it, I've been <laughs> having such cool experiences. <laughs> uh, Facebook reached out to me and I got to do a, a commercial for them. It was like the special that they were doing. That was fun. Nice, yeah, nice. I, I love popcorn. It's my favorite food group. And mm. I got contacted by one of my favorite popcorn brands and they had me do a commercial for them and contribute to the music to it as well. Nice. So can like, you say the brand yet or not yet? No, not yet. All right, it's cool though. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's Boom Chicka Pop. It was awesome. Boom Chicka Pop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chicka Pop. Yeah. yeah, they're they're really great. And with a name like that, they better be bomb. Right. Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, so I did that and then I started getting even closer into film. I did mm -hmm. uh, a film that was uh, done in China. I got flown out there last minute. Mm -hmm. I had a I had torn a tendon in my foot, and they wanted me to play a famous uh, volleyball player named Flo. Yeah. She was the first black uh, uh, female volleyball player in the Olympics, as far as I remember. Oh wow! Please don't fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't check. put me on that one. Like, okay, famous volleyball player. Yeah, let's say go. that. Let's say that. She she awesome. She black. There you go. That's yeah. all we need to know. <laughs> yeah. So I got flown to China so I can do that, and um, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, it didn't get the red carpet treatment right, that, right. that would have been preferred like they're gonna produce it or not produce it release it in theaters yeah but instead they did like a softer release you can catch it on amazon prime it's called leap leap mm. nice okay, yeah great. yeah and That's i also just did a film um it's called the portrait it's a basically like a black renaissance remake of dorian gray mm. yeah nice. and i got okay. to play dorian gray's best friend and manager so, hey, that's what's yeah. up. Love nice, that. I like that. And then you do a hand modeling. I know you do a lot there. Yeah. Those hands be everywhere. Literally. <laughs> literally. Why are you talking like this? You, you already know. <laughs> so I got to ask because you're a singer. What's up? Vocally, who's, um, who's superior, Whitney or Mariah? Uh oh. Whitney. Okay, good. Yes, of course. Next I'm question. Now, like, that was so quick. We yeah. might have to like stop being friends. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> if you sure. That's what I needed okay. to know. No, no for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we, we're going to go transition to our current uh, topic. You got one for us? Yeah. As a singer, we know the music landscape is ever so changing with streamers and, mm -hmm. and all these different kind of uh, critics and stuff. Beyonce just won. We know we love Queen Mother. We really do. But she just won Best R&B Album for Renaissance mm. American Music Awards mm. over Summer Walker and other mm. R&B artists. That's all I got to say is. Mm. So how do you feel about just the, the change of it all and people, and I say people, uh, not classifying the music in its correct sense? Hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Let me hold on. Let me, let me figure out the best way to answer this. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's none of my business. Mm -hmm. The way I see it, mm -hmm. because the thing is, is my goal in music and my purpose in music is to be seen so that I can be the voice of quote unquote the voiceless. Mm -hmm. And to me, I don't really care what genre that is. So let's say I was Beyonce mm -hmm. and I made a album that's not really R&B, but mm -hmm. I won best album of the year. Would I complain about that? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'd like to use that platform to make room for more people that look like me mm -hmm. and so that they can have more opportunities. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, does genre really matter? No, I right. think visibility does. Right. So with that said, my answer to that, it's none of my business. Come on. We <laughs> love that. There we love go. that for that's sure. A, that's an amazing <laughs> response. I mean, it really is. Is it putting money in your pocket? Because mm -hmm. I don't know about uh, you. You know, <laughs> I didn't mention the money part, but uh, you know, Danny got that covered for us. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, you know that now. All right, so I went, <laughs> this segment is called Did You Know? So it's where we like to share a little bit of black history, may may or may not know. Mm. All right, so you know the, uh, a little, the Little Mermaid, right? The remake? Yes. Okay. Chloe Bailey, what do you think about that? Are you excited to see I'm it? I'm very excited. I saw the trailer and yes. cried. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I'm excited is not beca just because we have a new uh, black mermaid, mm -hmm. but um, a lot of people don't know, but I was around Hallie when she was first getting started, her and her sister. Mm -hmm. And um, I got to see them grow in real time and really come into the women that they are now. Nice. And mm -hmm. even though I don't have as close and personal relationship as I did before, because they're in a, they're in a different space. Of course. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Right. I understand it, understand it, overstand. Mm -hmm. Because I know where they came from, because I know the amount of work that they've put in. And when I say they, I, I mean literally both of them, but we'll right. get back to Hallie in a second um I can really appreciate that and then at the same time I would have loved to have been that little girl that got to see the little mermaid that mm. looked like me yeah so that's incredible right and then Hallie is an individual she's one of the sweetest and kindest people that I had the opportunity to meet and work with in her earlier stages nice wow yeah. that's that's beautiful so yeah for people that say like you know why do we have to have uh, uh, take a white Disney character and make it black. Why can't we just have our own, right? Um, but I want to say, so within hours of the trailer, right, that dropping 1.5 million dislikes on YouTube. Mm -hmm. like the hashtag was not my Ariel, right? White Ariel, all this stuff, right? But centuries before, okay, all this was made up, right? There's African folklore. It's not surprising, right? It was called mm -hmm. Mama, Mami Wata, and that was the first depiction of an actual mermaid. Mm. Um, so it obviously, you know, transitioned into a white mermaid over time. But as I, right, as, <laughs> as it always does. But I just want people, and I just wanted to remind people, I don't know how many people knew that, but yeah, do some research on Mami Wata, um, the, the queen of the sea, okay? And I want people to understand that our history goes way beyond shackles. All right, it goes way beyond of what you know and what you were taught. Mm -hmm. So take part and power in thinking of the mermaid first. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited to see it as well. Hallie, they, like, I'm just like, really excited. I know it just, 
really all the glistening black little girls, little princesses oh around the world. Oh my god, I'm probably gonna cry. Around the world, <laughs> not just in the U.S., like around the world, it's it's amazing. So, uh, with that being said, we're gonna wrap up. I want to just ask you four questions. All right, this is trivia. All right. All right, it's called our stand up. You get four right. All right. Hopefully, you can retain your black card. You ready? Oh come on! <laughs> Look, I got a styrofoam cup. That's that's messed up. <laughs> that's your black. Card. They syrup in there. All right. <laughs> Who? What inspirational gospel singer performed at JFK's inauguration? No clue. Well, I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna read you oh, multiple okay. choice. Sorry, go ahead. Was it Betty Wright, Mahalia, Mahalia Jackson, or Lena Horne? Lena Horne, or Betty Wright? Mahalia Jackson. Sorry, girl. <laughs> All right, that's okay. It's okay. We're gonna get going. <laughs> We're gonna keep. See, I should have oh. stuck with my first answer. No you clue. You should have. <laughs> Who was the only group to ever record and collaborate with both Biggie and Tupac? Multiple choice: Bone Thugs and Harmony, Master P, or Wu Tang Clan. Uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Hey, yeah. there we go. All right, next question: Who who sang? Who is this Superwoman? Was it Alicia Keys, Fantasia, or Sierra? You said who is the Superwoman? Who is the Superwoman? You you gotta know this. You a Superwoman yourself. I mean, yourself. there's technically another name. There is another In, name, but out of three that I name. did, three that I said though: Fantasia, Alicia, or Sierra. I thought it was. Uh... Alicia. Yeah, you got it. Alicia. Like, what Keys. Also Alicia? Catherine. That's what I thought. I mean, not I Catherine. initially thought that. I was like, I could have switched to the I'm song. I'm not so your superwoman. Yeah. That's What's the oh, yeah, that's the older one. Karen. There yeah, you go. Karen Karen White. Thank you. Jesus. But it was, she wasn't in that at three, okay, Michael? <laughs> Alicia All right, so here Keys. we go. Last one. Okay. Last one. Let's see if you got it. your rapper card. No, actually, you know what? I'm going to go Chicago. Name the Chicago DJ who is known <laughs> as the godfather of music. The Black Madonna, Derek Carter. Or Frankie Knuckles. Can I phone a friend? Yes. Um, Danny, you from Chicago. What's the answer? That's your clue. Knuckles. Uh, I don't even Frankie remember. Knuckles, girl. Uh, I didn't, I didn't Knuckles. even remember oh, sorry, what the answer was. I, I tuned out the moment I knew I was two out of two. You got a fifty percent. It's okay. You 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 part black. I'll send you. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, girls. So yes. next up, uh, we have a very special performance. Miss Hallelujah Johnson is going to perform Nice and Slow by Usher, her cover, as well as Like I'm Going to Lose You by Megan Trainer and John Legend, which got her into American Idol. Mm-hmm. And then finish up with an original, I'll Take You Home. Like we're saying goodbye. 
Cause you'll never know, you'll never know when we'll run out of time. special to me. I wrote it with a friend of mine named John Kleinbell. It's called I'll Take You Home. It's actually being released this year, 2022 in December. So go ahead and check out my social media and you can find the link to download it right now. Changes. 
I'm your boy Danny Royce. Thank you so much. And go ahead and tell us where you can find you, Michael. Find me at Life with that mic. And as I mentioned when I first met you, you have a beautiful glow yes, about you, indeed. and it's really, really inspiring and captivating as well. And I can't wait to see more of you in life when the animals take over. <laughs> when the animals take over. <laughs> <laughs> this man is making me flush. <laughs> And uh, tell them where where they can find you. What's up, everybody? My name is Hallelujah, and you can find me at This Hallelujah. That's my website, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all the entities. This Hallelujah, not that Hallelujah, but this hallelujah <laughs> i'm very yes i'm very proud to call you my friend and my gemini twin love you mm. thank you much thank you so much for joining us again and you can find us everywhere find me i'm sorry everywhere at i am danny royce find the podcast at stand up podcast we'll see you next time peace Woo.